Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig. At what point do we um, give up on the numbers and just go to seasons? Because it's, it's going to be a mouthful. Ooh. It's already on seasons. Like in okay. if, how, how we post our podcast is through Anchor. And I'm like, talking it, about the way you say it, though, like season three, episode like announcing 57 it. or yeah. there wouldn't be 57. 48. Oh, I gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we have to see. I have to see how uh, to see if it like st- I don't even know if like Spotify stores all of ours. Like, can you go from like yep. 116 to one? Yep. That kind of mm-hmm. thing. So if like that's the case, I need to see when I hit the limit <laughs> or maybe I just like saying big numbers. I mean, if you don't mind saying big numbers, yeah. go ahead. I'll mess it up one of these days. I mean, the seasons <laughs> seasons would make make us seem more legit, <laughs> makes us legit. seem more established. I We're think. on our 17th season. And like if you have like, yeah, and longtime listeners can be like, hey, do you remember season two? I just liked it. Like, it's the same as season three, but they're a little bit more edgy. Yep. They went and, through their teenage like, years you know, in season like two. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anybody's wondering, we're in season three. Yeah, season that's three. That's where that's where we are. Ooh, okay. So that's that's where that's where most shows really blossom, like most true. television shows. That's where they really start to like amp it up and get the You gotta reel them in with season that. one, and then season two is building, yep. and then season three is when everything starts yep. to come together. True and it story. is. Uh mm-hmm. you're listening to this, uh probably be the first time the new logo's been revealed. We have yeah. a new logo on Twitter everywhere. New logo. I sat on a computer for 30 minutes talking to Spotify, trying to get Anchor to upload the, <laughs> the picture, and it's finally there. It only took me three days to get it done. But I knew it was so hard to change a picture. It, I guess when like podcasting platforms and stuff, it's different. But it is made by ours truly, Craig, yeah. over here. Of, yeah, yeah. OG original Craig. I'm not sure how we... You know, yep. OG yeah. Craig. Now that we got the a, a new logo, then we, I can just start cranking out merch. So everybody needs to open their wallets. <laughs> open their wallets. Uh, once <laughs> once I get the tw- and their and yes. their hearts and their ears to listen. <laughs> yes. And their ears, of course. And I'm sorry, important. I just straight up derailed us. Hey, Craig, you didn't even introduce yourself yet. Oh no, we're. <laughs> Oh, we're good. I, I mean, technically, if one of us introduces ourselves, they introduce like another Craig. So like, yep. I'm also Craig. There's another Craig here. I'm happy to be back another week talking about all things nerdy. Uh, for those of you YouTube watchers, my mic is slowly getting closer to my face. So who knows what next week like will bring. But I'm happy to be here to talk about video games those, and movies. And those are called shows. Easter eggs. It's the, it's the yes. lore building of our podcast. Yeah. The, deep, the deep lore. lore. Yeah. yeah. If you look carefully, there's probably something in Barry's background as well that has moved. I'll find it. Yeah. Or changed. Or changed. Yeah. Something did change. There's some books. Yes. Is that new? We've, yes. Look at that. Books. Oh, uh, look at the I think man. the one before it was the thing behind the books. And I'm sorry if you're not watching the YouTube, if you're listening. Um, but it looks like a divider. Am I right? It, Yes, it is. It is a divider. Okay. Man, killing it. Wow. I don't think anything's changed in my background. I'm I, sorry. I'll, I'll move something next week. Well, your your background is like very well made and well produced <laughs> where 
mine's like in yeah. my bedroom where I'm trying to hide the fact that my bed's behind me and uh, <laughs> that just trying... makes it real. Yeah, <laughs> just lets you know I'm on the grind. Yeah, yeah. But you know what else is on, on the, the grind? grind? The news oh, this week. Ching. Oh, boy. Nice. Tra- <laughs> Look at the segue. Look at the segue. Uh, the news this week tends to focus on a lot of Switch stuff from what I seem to, to gather here. You know, we have a No Man's Sky coming to Switch. Um, me personally, yes. do we need it? No. Does Switch need it? No. Do I care for no. it? No. But no. the memes that came out of the internet were pretty funny. I enjoyed everybody like saying yeah. my switch when I put in No Man's Sky and then it blows up. Um, I, I enjoy that just because it feels like how is the switch going to run No Man's Sky? How does it even begin to do that? It's not. And they did say single player only. Right. Yeah. So it's not it's like running at 360p. Yeah. <laughs> do you think maybe yeah. they scale down the planets or something like the amount of them? And probably the amount of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. got to be like the creature like for something that ambitious. Yeah. They got. Yeah. They got to cut all that out or at least scale it like way yeah. down. True. Um, all right. Let me I, I got a segue, Barry. You ready for this? Shoot. Speaking yeah. of speaking of scaling down. OK. Final, Final Fantasy 16 will not be open world. Also, we'll have AI party combat and a mature rating. Look at that. I don't know if there's any other. I'm trying to think of I other Final Fantasies that were mature. I think they're all teen, weren't they? Yeah, they're all. Teen. So we're getting a more mature story. The non-open world thing kind of threw me for a little bit. But I don't know. I guess we have to wait and see how they do that. Well, based on comments that I've been seeing them playing I mean, or mm-hmm. s- sorry, seeing them in interviews is the fact that like Final Fantasy is very aware that this will probably be a lot of people's first Final Fantasy. So mm-hmm. they, I guess, want to bring it back to their roots, which is all good. I prefer a linear yeah. uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mind like the open world aspect sort of things when it came to 15, but um, having a having a lot a lot more linear aspect to the game will allow me to probably enjoy more and stay on task more. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, the linear aspect of 13 was one of the things I actually liked about it. There's a lot of things to not like about yeah. 13. Um, as you know, anybody who's played it is well aware, but I kind of liked that because of what you were saying, Barry, so I could stay on task and, you know, if you're going to give me like a side quest or some type of thing, keep it like within the realm of the of the section that I'm in and then let me move, let me move on with it. I think it's a good move because, I mean, how many open world games are coming out and coming out and coming out? It's like a standard now. So I know it may not be necessarily um, a with every fan be an accepted change, but as a person who's played you know, at least every single player Final Fantasy since Final Fantasy seven. Like, I'm all for that. Yeah, all for I agree. It. It'll still well, be I was going to say, what, what do you guys think it does <laughs> to deserve an M rating? I don't uh, think it's going to be an issue with language just because it's like the more what, like medieval times, right? In yeah. Quotations. So yeah. I don't think it's that. I think honestly, I think it's just going to be. I don't even think it's going to be over the top, but I think it's going to be like the blood and violence rating that a lot of things get. I feel like I don't know what else they could be doing. Maybe I don't drugs know, nudity? or nudity. Yeah, nudity. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. 
everything's been I teen mean, in Final Fantasy, and I don't see them having a reason to make a Final Fantasy game like extremely bloody. So I don't know. You kind no. of have a feeling. They've never needed I kind of have a feeling it's almost like the fight for how like Marvel wanted to get certain or uh, Marvel wanted certain movies to be rated um, R, mm-hmm. but Disney wanted PG-13 for the sake of having kids come and be able to watch their movies. And you usually end up like with Deadpool that was rated R, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, it, Logan. Logan, like you end up making a lot of money from those films because they're more adult like and more adults will go see them. Um let's be honest it's the adults that are taking their kids to the movie so yeah um like yeah. based on that sort of thing i'm kind of more excited for the game just because i'm hoping that maybe they take a really serious tone and really dig into the story of whatever this story is to be honest it seems like it's just god of war uh, sorry not god of war game of thrones <laughs> yeah. with like yeah <laughs> lightsaber, you know like flashy light battles in a way because there's so much <laughs> ember yeah. and sparks and stuff flying around in the trailers it'll be it'll be just you know anime anime yeah better. anime yes anime <laughs> yeah heavy emphasis on yeah. summons too it's like it's like a godzilla <laughs> game kind of battle like the old godzilla mm-hmm. games but like instead it's just shiva and ifrit like fighting each other or like bahamut like i, I don't i don't know where they're they're going but I want to see more of that whenever we get like more footage is like how much are the summons going to be? I feel like every Final Fantasy like fan always tries to wonder because they take it out of some, they put it in some 15. You had to like have certain scenarios happen to even see it. And they were fantastic when they happened. But like I found myself in battles like trying to like force them because they look so cool. I miss the days of like seven through 10 where you could just summon it whenever like your meter filled up you yep. know it was great i'm really yep. hoping like it ends up like paying off with like these big gigantic maybe background fights going on while you're in like an intense boss battle i don't know is as yeah, long as it's worth cool. it because maybe like if uh, what do i know i'm not gonna bother so <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair i'm just I, i'm just excited and happy for it uh th- this adds to my yeah. excitement for it in general yeah Um, I had a side note just going back real quick to No Man's Sky. Did they slate it for October? Uh, that's a good question. Or I feel like that was in October. Because like if they do, mm-hmm. while we're looking it up, like let's just talk about October 2022. <laughs> All right, let's just have a conversation because even if you're a casual yep. gamer, it's a big October month. 7th. Like okay. it's a huge month. Yeah, October 7th. Yeah, so all right, so we got No Man's Sky October Which 7th. Which nobody's going to buy. We have <laughs> <laughs> no, we have we have a Plague Tale Requiem on yep. the 18th. That's one of the things I got announced this week. I might be jumping ahead and I'm sorry, but that's no, no Man's Sky Plague Tale Requiem Overwatch on the 4th. Uh, Midnight Suns on the 7th Forspoken on the 11th Scorn, a.k.a. Yes. Barry's game on the 21st. Why 21st. is it my game? I, I, how did I ad- excited? <laughs> how did I adopt this child? <laughs> it, it's your yep. child. Your child's yep. name is Scorn. So um, edgy. Gotham Knights, I think, is on the 25th. Mm-hmm. And then you have Modern Warfare on the 28th. I'm telling you, I'm playing Callisto Protocol when it comes out in yep. December, yep. no matter what. But I'm going to have to put down 11 video games 
to play a game in December. Like that's a big October. Yeah. Like that's I mean, huge. Plague's Tale you'll be able to get through in probably less than a week if it's anything like the first one. That was a shorter game. Um, mm. Gotham Knights could be an issue because they did say the map is the biggest one they've ever done for a Batman style game. Yeah. So you're probably looking at 20 to 40 hours, depending on how much you do. Um, Scorn, I'm going to assume is probably pretty short. Um, I'm, you know, it's a first person shooter technically. So what, maybe five to 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a lot of stuff in October. We're going to be struggling to get through all those for sure. I think, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. excited. Uh, Scorn, as far as that goes, you know, Barry's going to play it for about two hours and then never touch it again. So, that's for <laughs> you know, the scary thought is, and I was thinking about, you know, for whatever reason, I thought of Scorn the other day because I was looking at a trailer and mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, wait, what if it's like Bioshock and I like it? And I'm going to be yep. really upset if that's the case. Like, <laughs> You're going to hate play it, but you'll secretly yeah. love it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Secretly hate my ch- secretly love hate my child. Uh, yep. Get ready for you know. Gonna, mark out that number one spot on your list for the end of the year because it's going to be scorn. Um, yeah. Just re- you know, keep that in your it head, is. in the back of your mind that no matter what game comes out, it won't beat scorn. It won't. Yeah, that's it a won't. lot. <laughs> that's a lot for sure. Yeah. Especially considering all the games that are coming out. But yeah, back to the Switch. We had the Xenoblade Chronicles Three Direct. Sorry. Did either of you guys watch that? Nope. <laughs> I did not. Get okay. A chance to see it. So it goes game. over. It, it, okay. Well, it goes. It's a JRPG on the switch. It goes over pretty much what the story is going to be like uh, classes and how classes work and combat works. Um, overall, I was excited enough to go ahead and pre-order it. Uh, what I like about this Are one you? is that it seems to have gotten away from like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had this kind of gotcha effect where you went diving for these like gems or this material then you'd go and kind of raffle off the material for a new like guardian to have summon behind you um it seems like they're doing away with that it seems like it's classes party management and everything like that which i like um there's a lot of synergy between all the parties party classes and the class the characters can switch classes if you want them to so it seems okay. pretty in depth. Uh, yep, it's one of those 100 hour things on Switch. I wish it was on a Switch Pro, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be. And, you no. know, with that, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I uh, that direct showed me enough that I'm like, OK, I'm excited for it. And that comes out July. That comes out next month. So I am. Yeah, I'm happy to have something to look forward to play as of right now, because everything else is like in. Uh, well, next it would be August is when the next thing I want comes out. Yeah, what was the last one that came out? Was that the definitive edition? Of uh, yes, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles, Chronicles One. Uh, that is that that was the remaster of like Shulk, like the the main titular character yeah. of the Xenoblade series. Have you? Okay. Did I you finish the one. other two? No. Okay, I I wasn't sure if you played through them or not. I don't I played think them. I played them at all, honestly. I I got one. I got further on than two, and it was it was just a matter of like one was kind of boring. I think to me, of uh, I didn't I really didn't care for Shulk to be honest. Uh, so that's why I'm more like excited for three. It's got original characters from what I can tell, and they always seem to support these games. Eventually, DLC comes out for them, so they have to do well. I imagine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm assuming it, it sells well, maybe not in the States, but probably overseas. I'm sure it's selling pretty well. I just never had any like real desire to try them. But I mean, is there anything specifically that would set it apart from like a, a Final Fantasy? Um, doing anything I, I, different? I don't know about setting it apart. Like the thing is, is their combat is a mix of like turn based and strat and and like real time where you're picking your attacks and your attack like your character automatically attacks but then you pick special moves using the buttons but you can move around the battlefield to position your you know healer in okay. the back your tank in the front your you know damage guy on the side of the of the beast and stuff like that so it definitely seems like uh this one has more of like that focus but you know the other final fantasy games have had that it does seem that uh, this Chronicles three game does take advantage of like, depending on where you are, you might be able to topple an enemy or there are weak spots on an enemy. So if that's the case, positioning probably matters more than in most games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that was the question I was going to have for you. Cause like, I was wondering how the battle system, if they did anything different to like elevate it from the last game, besides like the auto attack but then you are selecting more powerful attacks. So like you, you basically answered the question just now, because like that was going to be my next question is like, that's what made the first one with Shulk that I played like the re-release or the definitive edition or whatever they called it. That's what made it stale for me after like the <laughs> 50th hour was like the auto attacking, like just auto attacking, auto attacking. And like, you could obviously have some type of sway in what you select, but that was what, that's what turned me off like 20 hours probably before okay. I finished the game. Yeah, I'll probably just stay or away would from have it finished then. <laughs> Anytime you say like real time strategy, uh, I'm, I'm always like, man, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's like a big no for me. Um, all right. I got one that I thought was interesting and everybody loves diving back into the world of cyberpunk. So uh, let's do that because <laughs> greatest game of all time. Right. Let's all right. Do it. So. Um, this oh, past I hear week, Rachel in the distance. Yeah, you can. She's being summoned. She's going to pop up in one of our backgrounds. <laughs> um, all right. So there yeah. was a 72 page document that was leaked uh, by a whistleblower, anonymous whistleblower. And I want to give credit to the YouTuber Upper Echelon Games because they're the ones who broke this story. Basically, it has to do with the uh, Q&A testing for Cyberpunk. And we all know how bad the bugs were when the game came out. And this kind of goes into why the bugs were bad. So the company that was doing the Q&A testing is Quantic Lab. They were the ones who were hired. A um, couple things that came out of this was, one, they over-exaggerated the size of the team working on Cyberpunk in order to keep the contract. So they said they had more people working on it than they actually did. Um, second thing here, Quantic Lab said that the team was made up of mostly senior staff. It wasn't. It was made up of people with under six months of experience in Q&A testing. So it was a lot of new people. It was less than they said. And the other big thing here was that they had a daily quota of the amount of bugs that they were supposed to report for each person. So that led to a flood of bugs that were being sent to CD Projekt Red to check out that weren't necessarily the big bugs because these people were just trying to do their job and fill their quota for the day of like, you know, maybe it was 20 or 30 bugs you were supposed to find every day. Um, not saying that it's entirely that's the reason the game shipped in such a bad state, but I think it kind of helps to look at like 
it's probably part of the reason it came out like such a mess. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting that that came out and also that it took so long for it to come out. But may, it could be a disgruntled employee who was fired from this Q&A tester or maybe somebody who's like, you know what? The truth needs to be told. This is important news here. But either way, it's a kind of an interesting yeah. look at why the game was as bad as it was at launch. That is. Um, that, that's actually very interesting, especially I, I think the quota yeah. part. I mean, obviously exaggerating the size of your staff and just exaggerating like really anything about the, the creative team involved. But if you're going to have people who are looking for bugs have a quota... Yeah. Like, not the best idea. <laughs> that's what they're going to do. No, no. Quotas are for salespeople, mm -hmm. yes, and such like that. But like, you can't put a quota on specific yeah. jobs um, or you're going to get a result like that. That's very interesting. Yes, yeah. they should have hired us, right, Perry? Yeah, they should have. We, I would have. We would have found them all. We would have found yep. every every bug and single-handedly saved Cyberpunk 2077 from the disastrous yep. launch that it suffered through. Game of the year. We would have worked in 19 yeah. hour days, at least 19 hour days. I would have worked 20 hour days. Oh, I would have worked 21. <laughs> uh, damn it. I can need at least four hours of sleep. <laughs> I need. That's fair. Crunch, baby. Crunch time. <laughs> Don't say crunch that word. Time. <laughs> fair what enough. else we got? Um, uh, I was going to say, I, I'm just going to keep continuing the switch train here. I just sure. want to get the switch train. Take the uh, there's rumor of the another direct going. coming with focus on third party games and those third okay. party games. That's not appa Zelda. Apparently we're supposed to be getting uh, news about per a persona type game coming to switch. Fans have been longing that for a, for a while of uh, another hundred hour JRPG to play on, uh, to play on switch. Like persona. Isn't that like demanding of a game? I don't think. Um, like it is large. It's a large file size, I believe, with a big update. So um, if it is, in fact, Persona 5, great for Switch players, great for Switch players who finally get to have a hold of yeah. it. And with that announcement, it would make sense because, you know, Xbox is also finally getting Persona 5. So maybe it's a a dual release on Xbox and, uh, and on Xbox and Switch. Are you going to buy it? Yeah. <laughs> just did you check did you hear the volume in his yep like just like yep like it's just it's just kind of causing the problems just here. like snuck you know out that. i am the problem <laughs> you've already it's gonna what if it's you, persona 5 you've already played it you already own it why buy it yep. again for an inferior console yes. on the go you're not gonna play it on the go why wouldn't i you're not gonna there's play no way the you're go. playing this game again on the go with all the other games you have to play what if yeah, I don't have a choice? Go, it would take you a, like a year. What if you don't have a yeah, choice? Yeah, because you guys remember like times when I go to visit my family in Costa Rica. I don't have another right. game console on me. So like I plow through Switch games. Um, a, th a, th a three week vacation into Costa Rica where I'm visiting my family and I would probably end up get beating beating Persona in three weeks. If uh, how many times have you beat? How many times just did you beat Persona? Persona Vanilla and Persona and Persona Five Royal. That's just, I only beat it twice. Okay, just twice. Okay. I don't know. I don't think we need it, and especially not on the Switch. I think you're going to run into issues again where it's not going to run the way it was intended, and I just don't see the point. I mean, I do see the point because there are people who only have a Switch, 
and there's probably a small percentage and i mean very small who will want to play this game so i guess <laughs> i guess that's a reason i i mean i also i i i know what it looks like i mean i played five and royal and it looks good when i played it on a playstation i mean like a, like for me, 60% of Persona, at least Persona 5, 60% of me was uh, the, the music. And then the other, like, besides story, it was like mm -hmm. the visuals as well, because it has a very specific art style. I just don't know how that art style, it'll look, it'll look better on the Switch on the go, which inevitably is what you're trying to use it for. I guess. But it, like, I, I, but like as a, I'll, I'll just explain basic, well, that's explaining why I wouldn't buy it, is because I'm primarily yep. a dock player. Um, I don't really do a lot of portable switching <laughs> if I could make up a verb for this moment here. So, so like I wouldn't get it. It's also going to be yep. on game pass. I also own it. You I can get it for like 10 bucks on PlayStation. Oh, well it's for uh, the, the regular version's free with PlayStation plus. It's That's one of the true. PlayStation classic games. Yep. Never mind. You don't even have to pay for mm. it on Xbox or PlayStation. So you don't need it on switch, but I do. You don't need, no, I don't, but I, <laughs> But I, I see why you're getting it. Back. Next. <laughs> I see why you're getting it. He doesn't want to talk about anime. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I've tried Persona multiple times. And it's just not for me. But I understand why it's such a good game. I can see it. It's just not for me. Be because of that game, I will now play everything everything Atlas puts out. Like, I went from that so to Catherine's awesome. full body, and I am now... Like I'm waiting for oh, Persona wait, yeah. Four to just come on Game Pass so that I could just play it because I'm gonna go back now. I'm gonna like Persona back because like whatever Atlas does now, like is 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 gonna raise my eyebrows and that's specifically but that was my first Atlas game. So like I was like, so are you playing away. Soul Hackers too? I I'll tell you what, I am going to yes. acquire it using <laughs> yes. funds that I've made at my job. <laughs> yes. I know that was a long way of saying yes, but like I, I will buy it. I'm not going to promise that I'm going to finish it or even that I'm going to necessarily like it, but I am committed to giving Atlas my cash oh is my what God. I'm saying so that they can remain a developer and a studio. Deal because they're, i just look they're i'm awesome. looking through the list of games they've put out and the only one that i've played through to completion is Catherine. that's the only one <laughs> and which is an oddly I specific that game. game that game you great. know for that game is yeah. that game is awesome it is but like i would never think that that would be somebody's only beaten yeah. atlas game like because like i could see how people would shy away from that one that one's pretty it's it's on it's on par with what they do, but it's, it's pretty, weird and also it's a puzzle you know, game. for them. <laughs> yes, but yeah, that's the only one I've beaten. I've it's tried like most, not most, but a lot of Atlas games, but I've never finished them except for Catherine. <laughs> that is, that's also the Atlas game that would be closest to a Souls like game because that game Super was frustrating. frustrating. Yep, it was so <laughs> frustrating. Soul Hackers <laughs> Two is my birthday game. <laughs> bringing it back to Next. Soul Hacker. What else we got? Oh, for well, Switch, no, that's Bear. it for Switch. And I, I interrupted you. So go ahead. Oh. Go ahead Craig. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. We have no more Switch news. Okay. Um, I'm a, I'm more of a rumor mill this week. Um, 
there is the the rumors that are coming out that Grand Theft Auto 6 has possibly and like this is not this is all it's not even grain of salt. It's just laughable. So I have to talk about it is the rumors it's coming out 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's also a rumor based that it's going to be a redemption tale with a brother and sister involved. So instead of our three character GTA five lineup switching mm-hmm. between there's talks about a brother, sister, like kind of like them against the world kind of have thing. You, have you ever played um, as a female in a grand theft auto game? I don't think you have. No, right? I'm trying to go. Th- I don't four, think no, have. five, no, three, no, vice city and San Andreas. No, Liberty City and Vice City, nope. no. The one on the DS, no. I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember playing as what girls your... in uh, Chinatown. So, no. Yeah. That would be no. the one odd one out. But I, yeah, no, I don't remember. I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. Between between three Vice and San Andreas, did we have the What's Your Favorite Grand Theft Auto it's talk recently? It's vice for me too. I just wanted to know what you, where you other guys yeah. stood. Like it's not, nobody's going to say three. No. So is it San Andreas or Vice City? Barry? I never played them. Yeah, he hasn't played them. Oh, that's right. San Andreas is good. Um, I just I think what holds that one down for me is the uh, the exercise portion of it. I hate it. I think it was such a stupid decision. Oh yeah. If you don't bike enough or walk and run enough, you get fat. So stupid. So dumb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That but that stupid. game is good, and I think that the voice stupid. acting in both is good, but I think San Andreas is better. Um, but, good. Uh, speaking of, mm-hmm. of segues, like we were doing earlier, I just didn't want to miss this opportunity because we were talking about Grand Theft Autos. Uh, the mm-hmm. rumor mill it up. is also has been releasing pictures of the canceled Scarface game that was supposed to be like set for mm-hmm. 2008, which has been bringing up talks that it's coming back and it's going to be a thing. Like there's going to be a second scarf. I've never heard of this. First one's now, good. First one's good. And it's if you haven't seen Scarface, I'm sorry, I'm about to ruin it, but like it's it's if he survived okay. and if he decided to continue his empire and get revenge on whomever not on whomever, on who was trying to kill him. So like the reason why I bring it up as a segue is the, the like again none, none of this is like actually credible but like it's just rumors and you know how many rumors circulate throughout the gaming community but it's rumored that it may have a vegas okay. theme which um reminded me of how much i liked because like godfather and godfather 2 are two yes. of my one of my favorite movies and it was really interesting when he took his empire and tried to and 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 like took over las vegas or like that attempt to take over las vegas like that's an interesting thing for me. And when I saw that rumor, it made me think of Vice City because I liked that specific time frame and how cities mm-hmm. looked. Neon. You know, like that's that was one of the <laughs> yep. yeah, that neon aspect. And not just like present day twenty twenty two neon Vegas, but like like back in the 80s, day. Seventies, eighties. Um yeah. It, yeah, seventies, eighties, like that that era. Um and then I think I had one more. Um, unless you guys had something you wanted to say about Scarface. Too. Godfather 2, that game was fantastic. 
for Xbox and that was 360 and PS3 era. That game was great. But anyway, that was mm-hmm. a side note. I have nothing to add. I mean, gangster games are good. <laughs> yeah, they're always good. Mafia, <laughs> they're all good. Yeah. Um, and then from software announced on Twitter that they are already like hiring. So this is gonna be like for anybody who likes from software, this is good news. They announced on Twitter that they're already hiring a bunch of staff for their next projects. Like they're they're staffing, staffing up. Clearly, the time frame between Elden Ring's release and its success and where we are now, like that's promising because it looks like they're just kind of going to a bunch of different projects. Um they've they've also like hinted that their next project is like going to be completed within the near future and what the speculation is is that's a new armored core okay. like the or i think it's armored core um but i got excited and i had to write it down because like hearing that from software is just staffing up like you know when you hear about the staffing up rule like that or the staffing up like call to arms um i want as many people working in that studio as possible because they just keep throwing gems out and just asking us to just break our controllers <laughs> while we play That's them fair. so so like that was the other thing that kind of just like made me go like huh like i'm really excited now um but that's all i have for news um the other thing we already talked about which was um uh not overwatch no man's sky yeah for switch i'm good too okay so then the last one i have is also a part of the rumor mill where Ooh. ps5 is yeah, uh yeah supposedly supposed to be leaking new headsets uh three different tiers of them uh, there's like a 5000 7000 uh-huh. and a 9000 series of headset maybe these new headsets are to go with the PSVR2 that uh, is could be coming out later this year we're not still yet completely sure whether or not cuz they haven't released a date but if uh, if you're in the market for a new PlayStation headset, maybe wait and then see like the uh, the 3D pulse headsets are really good headsets to begin with. I have no issues with mine, but if these are like these top of the line, like high wire Dolby Atmos headsets, I'll probably give them a shot. I have so many headsets. It's insane that like I don't need more. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, could be cool. Yeah, but it if looks it looks cool, cool, probably have the same color scheme as the uh controllers and the face plates right for the ps5 if i can get a light blue or purple that'd be kind of cool yeah i would agree but did you guys snag face plates i'm not paying that much are you kidding me ps5s i did you're the problem as well you both are the the problem the (laughs) the face plates look good but like just for me i just don't feel like it like i don't look enough at my playstation to go man i wish that was insert blank color here right um (laughs) i agree i'm usually i'm usually looking at you know the tv and the home theater system that i spent thousands of dollars on to get to get my games looking as good as possible so that's i mean they they announced that and i was like man, I'm going to get that blue or purple one for sure. And then when they said the price, I went, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it is not never like to mind. me, that's like a yeah. that's like a 20 or 30 dollar item, right? It's plastic. 
57. They're out of their minds. Yeah. I wonder what themed one, if they release themed ones, like let's say for like the next Spider-Man and Miles Morales game, like are they going to charge like a hundred dollars for it or something like that because they're themed? Um, No, because they like their themed console bundles. So I feel like they would keep it exclusive to that. Like you can't buy that faceplate. You have to get the, the Miles Morales PlayStation, you know? Yeah. Maybe, I guess we see, but that's all for news from me. Let's go ahead and go into games played this week, where we officially have Fire Emblem Three Warriors Three Hopes coming out, which mm-hmm. is what I played. What about you guys? Okay. Uh, I am playing some Demon Souls on PlayStation 5. Uh, I play hey, hey. some of that Fall Guys on the Xbox, since it's out on the Xbox now. And then also on the Xbox, I played something from Game Pass called Disc Room that I have to talk about. What about you, Craig? Okay. Um, so, Craig, I kind of went into your PS Plus mm-hmm. idea, like just like the library idea last week. And um, I not only recently upgraded, finally, like I'm a, I'm a member, like I yeah. got the best one. So like, I just did it and I did it. And you'll appreciate this, Craig, cause you were talking about like your feelings on mm-hmm. dark cloud. I played, I did it specifically just to play <laughs> yep. dark cloud. I did like, I just did Norun village. Like we'll talk about it, but like I did dark cloud and then, uh, shadow okay. run. I'm doing the shadow run trilogy. Cause that came out mm-hmm. on game pass. Okay. Well, you guys definitely played more games than me, so I will let you guys uh, talk about the games you did, because I kind of talked about Fire Emblem last week. I was a very bad gamer this week because we'll, I've been we'll trying see. to work on those Twitch. Uh, That's fine. Twitch transitions. So, <laughs> yeah, well, Barry, we'll forgive you because Soul Hackers 2 and Scorn aren't out yet. So that's why. You yeah. Get, get, saving it up. <laughs> yeah. Give me some time here. Uh, I am trying to decide like for stream wise, and I guess I'll get your two opinions on it is uh, I'm trying to decide between playing near Automata, like getting some of the multiple ending type stuff and streaming it, or I could finally start Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. um, which yeah. everybody uh, everybody tells me is a fantastic game. Um, I won't tell you that. It is. Okay. I hated it. There's big things <laughs> yeah. that are annoying about it, but I think it's I think it's good enough. I was going to say, I'm staying away from the online portion of things, if that's what you mean, Craig. Nope, but not talking okay. about that at all. <laughs> OK, I do worry about my PS, my PS4 Pro, uh, to be completely honest. Uh, I was playing near Automata and like I put my hand just to check the temperature and I'm like, oh, this thing's getting hot. Like <laughs> I got to worry about my my limited edition Kingdom Hearts 4 PS4 Pro. Um, just put some ice packs on it. You'll be good. <laughs> There you go. Put wrap it in cold towels. Um, yep, that works, right? Cover yeah. up the vents with cold towels and you'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys go ahead. <sighs> OK, um, I can get all right. Fall Guys. Everybody here has played Fall Guys, right? OK, yes. Um, so it is out on Xbox. I believe it's out on Switch. Is it out on Switch too now? Yep. Yes. And then on place uh, and on PlayStation, on like There's it's added. Annual- to your like crossbar, you know, your main right. menu thing. Like it's not even asked to do so. It's just there now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. the last time I played this was when we were squarely in the middle of the pandemic. Right. When we were all stuck at home. Didn't at the touch height it of since. fall guys. Yeah. Right. And I didn't touch it since mm-hmm. because I was so annoyed with that game. And I got so angry playing that game. I had never won 
at that point. So I played like I think ten games so far. Um, I did win one finally. Yes, so I have that finally out of the he's way. Won. Nice. He has won. <laughs> it took Man, what two years? Classic. But anyway, um, I will say that I think it's got a big jump up in people playing because it is out now. But it's I still had some issues with finding a sixty people. Like it was taking a little bit of time. So that's not good news. Um, the amount of different stages now, which was one of my biggest complaints before, was that there was like five stages and you just kind of cycled through them. Not the case anymore because they got a ton. Um, so that helps. But uh, I just don't know. I don't know what the player count was before it came to Xbox and Switch. Um, at this point in time, it's probably not insanely high. So I don't know if like two weeks from now, is anybody going to be playing this on Xbox? Like how many people do you think actually downloaded it this week? Because they're like, oh, Fall Guys is on Xbox. Am I like the only one probably? No, like uh, especially from like um, creators on YouTube and everything like that. Like yeah. I subscribe to a bunch of YouTubers that now are putting out Fall Guy content, probably because they're paid for it or maybe advertised yeah. for it. Yeah. But it it seems to be the game has gotten a little bit of a a little bit of a glow up now because yeah. a lot of people are either jumping back into it or playing it for the first time. But I think now that it's gone free to play, you have the benefit of having the kid crowd yeah. um, being able to play it because they don't have to ask for your yeah. mom and dad's credit card <laughs> uh, unless you want some really weird, stupid skin a lot of the time. So, yeah. And the amount of like crossover in this game is pretty crazy, too. Right. Like I saw Assassin's Creed. I know there's near stuff on there. Um, it's pretty wild yeah. the amount of stuff that you can get for your character. But again, like, am I going to touch this a week from now? Probably not. Unless people are like, oh, let's play some fall guys. And I'll, I might, but like, it was nice to kind of jump back in and get that win off my back. Right. So I don't have to be like, I never won at fall guys. Yeah. So at least that's out of the way, but I, the amount of stages is good. But other than that, like nothing has changed that I could see in the past two years. Um, major, you know, like they haven't innovated in any way that I've noticed. But yeah, yeah, uh, like I do see that they've added some like new, like decent things. Like it looks like there's a new like Mario Kart track type of thing. Yeah, that you, you, can you have do like now. gates you go through and it speeds you up and you do. Laps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, good for them. Like I think Fall Guys has a niche that is that i missed you know it was a matter of like i remember on the old xbox like doritos crash course mm. uh one of my favorites yeah exactly and like that's what this game mm. reminds me of is like the doritos crash course or one versus 100 like weird xbox mini games where yep. this is more of a game based on a bunch of other you know mini games in order to win i i find some enjoyment out of that i don't know if i'll ever go back to fall guys because i continuously have a growing backlog but mm -hmm. It's it, it, <laughs> Fall Guys. You know, I liked that game. I never hated it. I thought uh, I thought it came out at the perfect time. It did. Um, right. You know, right after it, right no, after Among did. Us, you know, needed yeah. to slow down. Yeah, it was yep. those two. It was it was those two. Like like when you were playing. I don't know about y'all, but I played my first like three or four games of Fall Guys. I played with per people who weren't even gamers like I had friends in the beginning of the pandemic that we're looking for that social connection, like everybody else was. And they were like, I'll try it. Fall yeah. guys is cute. Yep. I'll try it. Like it's, it's, let's see if we'll win. We'll see if we'll like, they were saying that in the lobby, like, we'll see if we'll win. Like, <laughs> yep. let's try to win it. Well, let's, let's, let's beat everybody else. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So like, that's, 
the kind of game it was, but like it's it's been a while since that it had its like storm yeah. on the scene. Yeah. I don't know why it's on the switch, by the way, too. I just can't stand <laughs> when they put like specific like like that's got, I don't that's, necessarily hate it like on the, the switch. switch. In- I think it makes more sense than some other games like No Man's Sky. But yeah, like No Man's but Sky, I would not want to play that game handheld with those joy cons because I would snap them in half. <laughs> but also also like but also the online like online communication interface on switch yeah, is still terrible. not good it's by far yep. the worst out of all of them so yep. so so like you gotta wait mm-hmm. in the lobby and then you gotta like as far as like the communicative get on your phone of, yep. of the game you gotta yep. get on your phone i mean like but to be fair, in Fall Guys, it is very easy to be out of the runnings yep. very quickly. So I guess you can grab yep. your phone when you when you place very <laughs> low in it. But like they got it, Nintendo has to work on that too. Oh, well, they, they they're they never going they can to do whatever they want. They're making <laughs> they're wait they're making so much money nope. they don't even have to. Like at this point, we could just complain about yeah, it everywhere. But but anyway, <laughs> sorry that was a derail there. Uh, you want to hit us with one of yours that you were playing this week? Um, I feel like maybe a lot of people are aware of Dark Cloud. I can do Shadowrun. I mean, Shadowrun, I... Um, so it was developed by Hairbrain Studios, um, Hairbrain Scheme Studios. What I like about this particular genre is I've been searching for an XCOM 2 mario plus rabbits because the new one hasn't been like been given a date yet i've been searching for that kind of tactical turn-based like role-playing game now like i didn't know and like it's kind of funny just like how big of a nerd you can be what you still don't know i i was not aware of how popular the shadow run tabletop game was like back in the day because i did like a little like Mm -hmm. i looked it up to like figure out where this came from like because to me it came out of nowhere and there's like three or four of them on but, Game Pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's three. There's yeah, Shadowrun Returns, which is essentially just a like a re-release, like essentially. Um, but I mean, they're technically all re-releases. But Shadowrun Returns, and then Dragonfall is the second one if you want to play mm-hmm. it in order. And then there's one set in Hong Kong, and that one's escaping me right now. Um, but essentially all three are standalone games. You don't have to necessarily start anywhere, but these, this trilogy is giving me a mass effect feel, which is where you don't have to play the first, you should play the first game for the story and for the references and for the character development and the build. But some people who played all three will tell you to just play Dragonfall and the third installment because the first one has all the bugs or at least has more bugs. Um, it's a cyberpunk like type of world. Basically, you're a shadow runner, which you find out that a friend has died and you're going back. And last thing he leaves you is essentially when he died, there was a message that was turned on that was given to you. And you're essentially trying to find this killer. As you go on more missions, you find out that there's a grander scheme into play essentially basically just like a cult type of thing that was surrounding and his death leads you to figure out all of that stuff story's fine the gameplay is what i like um because i'm the i am the kind of person who does like the i have to select where my character moves and 
and what type of um, protection they're hiding behind so that I can select a move. I only have a certain amount that I can do in this turn. And then I have to wait for the enemy's turn. Like it, it's like, it's a step above a standard RPG for me because what you're essentially doing is you have to be mindful of where your characters remain and like my turn is over. So like, what is the devastation that's going to happen to me when the other five people go all at once? Have I used the terrain properly? Have I used like all of those type of things properly? Um, visually it's pretty beautiful like uh for its time frame you know and like what they were able to do it's got like 40 percent of an oil painting okay. vibe to me if i could use that to describe it um but i beat the first one i mean the first one is only i mean it took me like okay. 15 hours maybe 20 um this is what i will tell you though there is no voice acting so you must read it's all yeah. reading you must read and you must <laughs> read a lot and you must have the attention span at certain moments to maybe read for a couple of, uh, were you about to say hours? hours but like wow. maybe, i was going to say hours i was going to say uh, i was going to say a couple of scenes and hours <laughs> came out but okay. like let's say right. like right. there, there's going there's there's going to be a time where there might be 15 to 20 minutes where you might be traversing okay. your hub mm -hmm. area and reading and I understand what the what the people were saying about the first one. The first one does not have any real character development. You create your character from the start. You choose from five races that all now exist in this time frame. And it's like familiar ones, human, elf, orc, troll, mm -hmm. dwarf. And then you choose your classes. Now that's the cool part. Cause they have like, you know, your standard melee classes, you have a mage class, but you have uh, what are called deckers. Deckers essentially tap into the matrix and like long story short, it enables you to tap into a separate world. That's kind of like a Tron world and you can obtain extra information items and stuff like that mm. by doing it. Um, it's, it's good. Like I was patient mm. with it is what I'm saying, because I knew that the second and the third one, which I've already started the second one, were going to deliver more. Um, but if you like that type of style, if you've played like a Mario plus Rabbids or an XCOM, any XCOM before, it's good and yeah. it's free. <laughs> it's free. I, 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 I liked it. I would give it if I, I don't like to do the out of 10 thing, but I'm going to do it here. I, I would give it like a okay. six out of 10. Slightly above average. Slightly That's above six, average. Six Craigs out of 10. <laughs> Six Craigs out of ten Craigs. It's a lot of Craigs. Yes. That's a lot of Craigs. <laughs> um, okay, so Disc Room, which is also on Game Pass. Um, this is a game that like I always okay. tend to go through and download everything that's new on Game Pass. I'm like download, download, download. I did download the first Shadow Run, and then I played like ten minutes and went, nope, not for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I got through like the first battle, and I was like, this game is not for me. Um, but anyway, Disc Room. First of all, this game looks like a Flash game. Like you would play like back in like early 2000s, right? On like battlegrounds or something. But anyway, um, it's basically just series of rooms where you have to it'll have every room has different goals that you have to do. So it'll be like, all right, survive 10 seconds. And each room will have different types of uh, discs like uh, saw blades that you just have to avoid. Super simple. Um, and it'll be like, all right, in this room, avoid 10, 10 seconds in this room. 
um, avoid 15 seconds, but there's a circle in the middle of the room that you have to be inside for the counter to work. Um, and then you'll get to certain rooms and there'll be bosses mm -hmm. and there's different things you have to do to beat the bosses. Super simple concept, super simple look, but super addicting. Um, been playing it a ton just because it's kind of, it's one of those games like, um, Barry, I'm forgetting the one that we just played a ton of, uh, on game pass vampire stories, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, vampire yeah. survivors. Yep. Yes. Vampire survivors. Um, just super, give me a super simple concept and let me go. And it's like the ultimate turn my brain off and let me avoid razor blades and I'm in saw blades, whatever. Um, so, I mean, it's like less than a gig, this game, it's real small. So you can download it in like 30 seconds and go to town. Um, ultimate, like end of the night stress reliever for me just to be like, yeah, I'm going to play like 10, 15, 20 rooms and just do it that way. Um, cool. so I've been super cool with that one. That one's pretty fun. Okay. What else we got? Barry, you want to do yours? Uh, it's Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of as you ex it's kind of more or less what I've expected from the demo. The demo really didn't show me anything new. Wait, are you saying you don't honest. like a Fire Emblem game? What I'm saying uh -oh. and what I'm going to and what I'm going uh -oh. to go into because I've I've watched a lot of reviews on it because I am like this sort of flippy floppy sort of thing. A lot of the reviews don't mention how the game looks, which really surprises me because the game doesn't look great. If you guys download the demo, you guys can see exactly what I mean. It's not the greatest looking game in the world um, and nowhere near the greatest looking game on Switch. I think for the most part, like this game is specifically toward Fire Emblem fans, specifically Fire Emblem Three Houses fans like this uh, this is a type of game and like it, it's it's not really a surprise to anybody considering that it's a warriors game but warriors the original felt like a celebration of fire emblem with a bunch of characters throughout a bunch of different fire emblem games where this one like you have to be involved you know you have to almost have a connection to the characters in fire emblem three houses in order to play three hopes because it's you don't have like the history of Fire Emblem to go off of. It's just the characters, you know, you have to play, you know, with the characters oh, wow. you loved mm -hmm. in, you know, three houses. And that's not bad, but like the characters just all have the same quirks. Like they're still the same people. It's just a different timeline where, you know, it's the main character. Byleth is now the is now the villain. And, you know, you're this other character named Shez, which Shez really <laughs> but but it's a Fire Emblem Warriors game. Like, I do admit that they do streamline some things to where, like, combat can be how you want it. Combat can either be something where, like, out of game, you're, like, meticulously trying to figure out what's best, or you can just literally press a button. And it'll I'll pick all the best equipment for your best, um, for the people on the field, which is what I want. Like, it needs to be a mixture of complex and easy because for the most part like you're there for the new character interactions and you're there to be killing thousands of enemies and you know doing 3000 hit combos kind of thing uh it's it's a fire emblem muso game you're and you're playing it because you have a connection to the characters in three houses i think if you're like a regular muso fan I don't really think there's any way you would play this game over just another regular Muso Samurai Warriors. Okay. So it's mediocre or below mediocre? 
I think it's mediocre for most. And okay. for me, it's like what I want because it's more Fire Emblem characters. So that's that's. So you like talking. It. Yeah, because you're talking to someone so, who's played all of the all of the pads in, in three houses. I've right. played, you know, all four pads, yeah. played all the DLC stuff. So I just get to see more of the characters I like other than Lorenz. Lorenz sucks. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> OK, you know what? You know what they should do? If they want to make every Warriors game better, they should just put Lou Boo in every Warriors game. You've like, completely like, lost me. I have no idea who Lu Bu is. Lu Bu. Oh, I'm thinking like from like Musao, like back in like the Warriors Warriors games, like the Shaho Dune, where they do like the three the, the three dynasty thing, like that that okay. particular one, like that. Those are the ones I used to play. Like like before, it, it kind of defined what the warrior esque genre is today, which is walk into a level and then destroy five hundred <laughs> yep. of the same cookie cutter step stepford wives house like <laughs> like type of enemy like you know what i mean and then there's a boss or two and then you're done but you're like you you're like fighting with like characters from like ancient like yeah. history like that type of thing like the ming dynasty and all that but like lu bu was like this awesome dude from like those games that I used to like always. Yeah, love this dude's character design's nuts. He he's got like two long yeah, feathers he... coming out of the top of his head. He's a uh... Yeah, you know what he was? He was like anytime Akuma shows up, and you're like, I love Akuma. Like Akuma's like Akuma's gonna kill me. <laughs> like that's what that's what that's what Lubu felt like. Is like every time he showed up, he was like basically Akuma, and I was like not ready for him. But anyway, that was a. <laughs> insane digression and i'm sorry about that <laughs> i used to love those dynasty warriors games on like ps2 oh, man, they were great so dynasty warriors 4 was arguably one of yeah. the best of them um that was back when i still called them like cow cow and i and i learned i should be saying like south side like like there was like different ways to say it like you know um that i wasn't saying correctly because i'm an american <laughs> and we say everything incorrectly even if we try to say so how many out of 10 berries is fire emblem <laughs> i think for most people mm -hmm. uh for me it's like a nine for everybody else it's like a six you were you sounded like you hated it and then you just gave it a nine i know and then you gave <laughs> what? it a nine i'm biased me? i'm by <laughs> i you spent that whole time being like that's eh, all right it's more of the same nine out <laughs> of ten but right, because IGN. I don't want people <laughs> to I don't want people to take my nine out of ten and be like, oh, Barry loves this game. I got to go get it. No, that's not the case. It's not that's not something because, again, right. I I'm pointing out things that in reviewers I haven't seen. Like, you okay. know, so it's it's a mixture of all these reviews and the reviews are pretty high. They're all reviewing it like eight, nine or seven out of tens. So I okay. think like non-bias score which is what i want you guys to take it as it's a six or a seven <laughs> in okay. barry score it's a nine well like the voice you had yeah. was a six out of ten barry's voice when it you definitely was it was like a, ah, it's all right that's what i, I, I thought you were your, gonna say like five, and, you know, i gotta keep you on your toes i guess so you kept you kept us <sighs> on our toes all right do you want to go, Craig, about Dark Cloud, or do you want to do it after I do Demon Souls? It's your choice. 
I almost want to play. Let's let's because like I only played like an, a, a couple hours of it. I could do Dark Cloud next week because okay. I want to hear your take on Demon Souls, and I and I don't want to talk a lot Dark about great. Dark Cloud until I go through yeah. like another level. Yeah. It, oh, it's great. I just want to do a level past right. Norun Village, and then okay. I want to talk about it. A so, more. Like, let's do Demon, Demon Souls. Cloud. Everybody knows my history with souls games i think i've said it a million times at this point but before i even get into this i have to get into a first world rant just real quick here um i know let's do it like both of you have a playstation and an xbox at this point right are they both hooked up to the same tv yes okay yes here's my first world problem and i don't know if it's just my tv or what but when i have i always put my PlayStation 5 into sleep mode. I never turn it fully off. I, it's always sleep mode for me so that I can go right back into the game. The problem is, and again, this is a first world problem. When I turn on my Xbox and my PlayStation is in sleep mode, it automatically switches the input to the PlayStation and my PlayStation turns on as soon as I turn my TV on every single time. So every time I'm like, I want to play Xbox. Hmm. Nope, you're playing PlayStation. It's the most annoying thing because then I have to go in and put it back in sleep mode and then switch in, put back to the Xbox. It's so stupid. And I apologize that it's such a first world problem, but it annoys me to no end every single day of my life that it does it every time I turn my TV on. There's got to be a way to change it. And apparently it's just me because it doesn't sound like it happens to you guys at all. So I, I don't know. I have a Samsung. Is, so your, I don't know. is your TV... <sighs> Oh, I was gonna say, is your TV a Sony no. TV? Because it could be. That's what, that together. would make more sense, right? It could be. Where it's like if it's a Sony TV, but anyway, <laughs> I Demon have a Sony Souls. TV and it doesn't do that. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know what the problem is, but I hate it. Anyway, Demon I'll Souls. I'll figure it out. All right. Um, so again, I have tried every single Souls game, and I do mean every single one, and I've never gotten more than like an hour or two in. This one was the one I downloaded off of the PlayStation Plus collection. I was like, I'm going to give it the biggest chance I've ever given a Souls game. Um, I am at the second boss, right? I got through the first boss, which I don't even consider that first boss a boss. It's like a blob that moves around and you have to kill it. But anyway, I thought that was mm -hmm. an easy boss. Um, first and foremost, like being able to for people to leave notes like I wouldn't I would be so lost without the notes because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, the first time I died and you go to, was it like the Nexus? Is that what they yep, call it? Yep, you got it. Yep. I yep, the Nexus. walked around that place for like 20 minutes and then had to look up on YouTube where to go to get back to the world because I had no idea. I was like, where do I go? Like, I'm walking up the stairs. I'm like, where's the exit? And then I had to look it up. They're like, oh, you have to talk to the statue. Yeah. I was like, nobody told me. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a Souls game, right? They don't tell you anything. Um, that. That is a I mean, having beaten a boss, right? This is the first time I've I've gotten to bosses before, but I always give up. Um, I see the appeal of like banging your head against a wall and then figuring it out and getting past the boss and being like, all right, now let's do it all over again in the second area, um, which is where I'm at now. Like I see the appeal of like figuring it out, figuring out patterns and then like actually having victory. It's a good feeling. Um, I feel like I literally go and explore everywhere each section. I was like, let me go everywhere. Oh, cool. This place opened up a shortcut. So next time I can run through here. I like that, but I still feel like I'm not getting anywhere as far as, 
um, my weapons, my armor, that kind of stuff, right? Like, I feel like it's few, it's a few far in between getting new stuff. And I don't know if that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, but like, I was running around with my club forever before I finally got like a sword. Uh, not even a sword. I have a, a battle axe at this point um, and a shield. But uh, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong there. I do feel like for somebody like me, I do need like either a YouTube video playing in the background or somebody who has played it before to be like, all right, now go here, now go here. Or like if I get stuck to give me like a subtle push, because right now I'm just like going places, banging my head against the wall. All right, let me YouTube how to get past this dragon that's lighting everything on fire. Oh, there's a path underneath. Let me go check that out. Um, so. I'm going to try my best to get through this game. Like I'm trying. I think the second area I've gotten to that boss <laughs> twice and I've died twice. Um, but like, I know how to beat it. I get it now. Um, but it's just like, it's so demoralizing to get to the boss and then die and have to go all the way back and run through and kill everything again. It's just the most like obnoxious yeah. thing in the world. And I get that's their thing. They're like, yeah, we're going to make it this way on purpose. So it, I just don't know that to me it, it uh, makes it more rewarding that I have to run through the same 40 guys 75 times before I finally beat that second boss. I know for a lot of people like you guys, like that's cool, but I'm just like, all right, give me a checkpoint before the boss for the love of God. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, maybe I do just need somebody to hold my hand or be like, even if even if there was something to be like, yeah, I'm struggling with this boss. Maybe you need to upgrade your weapon, you know, something along those lines, because I've done that. Uh, but then I die and I lose all my souls and then I'm just heartbroken and then I cry. Yeah. And then I and then I'll turn it off and walk away for like two hours and then be like, all right, let's go do it again. And I guess that's the loop that everybody likes, right? Yeah, like the, the one thing I'll tell yeah. you is that like Demon Souls, like they remade that to a fault. Like yeah. the Dark Souls games, the Bloodborne, the Elden Ring games, like they're so much better with like checkpoints. Yeah. To like, you know, they're they're yeah. at least like halfway to where the <laughs> boss is or right. like right at the boss. Like they're much better at doing that now. Mm -hmm. Uh where Demon Souls wasn't wasn't built like that. Demon Souls was built as one campfire, make it through an area, beat a boss, then you get the next one. Right. Um, there aren't many opportunities, if any at all, where that's otherwise the case. So, mm -hmm. like, it, I, it's more like a growing pain that you have to, like, you'll have to deal with with Demon Souls. Whereas if you started with Dark Souls 2, 3, or Bloodborne, it yep. would probably end up being a little bit easier just because there is a lot more checkpoints in the world than what, uh, demon souls yeah. is i i will say with demon souls like you're doing the right thing the the one thing i can suggest is definitely if you like a weapon or if you want to be like a certain class like for mm -hmm. example like if you're trying to be a magic user look at magic user classes if you're looking to be agile swift and like a dodge roller uh and like running sort of thing or uh like there's a class for that and then the other class is more like the tanky shield with axe Right. And you're slow, but your stamina is high enough to make up for the fact that you're slow. So there's kind of like a ton of different ways to kind of op option for it. I think for you, you just need to figure out, OK, this is what I want to do. And then it's more or less the points you put in your build rather than the weapon. Which I haven't even done that yeah. at all. 
You know what I mean? Like I wasn't even aware that was a thing yet. But well, like the leveling up your. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you should have had a ton of souls to like level up with. Yeah. See, the thing is, is like I have the souls. Right. And then like when I got through the first area and then I was because they don't tell you what you pick up, what it does until you like go into your inventory and look at it. And I was like, oh, okay, like this, these I can redeem for more souls. So I was doing that. And I was like, oh, I have enough. Let me, I was like, I got to get a better weapon because I'm running around with a club. I was like, all right, let me get this axe. Um, So like I spent, you know, a decent amount of souls there. But like I am completely unaware that there's a way to upgrade my stats. And I'm assuming that's somewhere in the Nexus, right? Talk, talk to the, talk to the lady with the candle wax on her eyes. I did. And she told me to run up the stairs. Yep. Okay, because you okay because you need to talk to somebody up on the top of the stairs. Okay, you All right, well, that um, would make more. See, yeah. that's the thing. Like, you need somebody. If those notes aren't on the floor, like you need somebody to tell you that. You know what I mean? Because they don't tell you that. They're just like you know, figure figure it out, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll I'll help you as soon as we're done with the podcast. I mean, I'll get on and I'll get you to I'll get you to the point where you can level up your level yeah. level it up. Well, now I got to run all the way back to the boss anyway to get my souls back because they're just chilling there because i died yeah i I, yeah that's that is an issue you now have to deal with oh boy yep it's a mess man it's a mess i just i I just wish and i know that's the point of these games but that's the part that for somebody like me always turns me off is like the basic stuff you don't need to tell me everything but tell me the basic stuff you know what i mean like tell me like hey this is where this is you should upgrade your stats you haven't upgraded your stats yet maybe you should go to this person do that like little things that they look at is like, we're not going to put that in there because we enjoy being difficult. And they've said that, right? Like they, yeah, they like, like being ha-ha. difficult. Yeah. That's but... part of the fun. It's not, it's, it's not, I'm telling you it's not. Um, <laughs> but I will say as far as souls games go, having played this one and obviously like this looks good. So that's a good one to play. I have no desire to play Elden Ring because I have no desire to play a open world version of this at all. Yeah. None. Yeah, I get none. It. I need it's, linear. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't be playing Elden Ring regardless of if I get through this, I'm like, oh, my God, I love Souls games. I won't go to Elden Ring. I promise. Just go to Bloodborne. Go to Bloodborne. It's the best out of all of them anyway. Just go to Bloodborne. I might do that. I might download that next. That's what got me onto Souls games. I'm struggling, but that's okay. Bloodborne's a little bit of a pain in the neck because it only like and I'm not sure if you'll notice this, but it runs at 30 FPS and like people all people want for Bloodborne is a 60 FPS update. Okay. Um, But they haven't done that yet. Uh, but Bloodborne is by far my favorite of of all of the Souls games. So, it, uh, Barry, what? That's mine too. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's that's mine yeah. too. Bloodborne is what got me into Souls games. I played Bloodborne first, and then started like toying into Dark yeah. Souls and stuff like that. I I, I like crazy. the way Demon Souls looks, the remake version. I like the way it feels, and I enjoy that like linear progression. It's just the small stuff on the yeah. side that they don't tell you and they take joy in the fact that they don't tell you is what bothers me. Yeah, the fa- the fact that you beat yeah. that boss without leveling up at all is actually yeah. kind of impressive. Uh, <laughs> I just kept so, lighting okay. my sword on yeah, fire and stabbing you, it. Yeah, and you yeah. found and you found a weakness for it. That it, it is impressive that you did that cuz a lot <laughs> of people would would have said it's too hard and the fact that you're at the second boss and I'm not sure if you figured out his stuff yet. I did. But Yep. You'll, I have to you'll hit eventually him in the, beat him. Hit him in the feet until he falls over and stab him in the head. I got that. Um, yeah, but you got yeah. it. 
I just need to it. apparently upgrade my stats because they probably suck. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they definitely do. I could guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah, if, if it's any consolation, Craig, I also spent about 10 to 15 minutes in the Nexus when I first went being like, yeah, what do I do? You. And that was after playing a Souls game and go, yeah. they don't. Like, I, I spent a specific, a, a long time in the Nexus. Like, where am I supposed yeah. to go? This is, I don't know where to so go. So stupid. But anyway, it's okay. I, we'll see if this draws me into the Souls games. We'll see. I have them all downloaded on my Xbox. I just never played them. So more yeah. than like an hour. Yeah, that's it. Fingers crossed. Cool. And that's going to be it for games this week. Uh, we have then leftover movies, TV shows. Yeah. Uh, just a small, small thing for me. Uh, Top Gun Maverick goes into the one billion dollar territory. Uh, incredible kudos yeah. to a film that only has fantastic. one other film that was in the 80s. And it's good. Um, And it, it's a really good movie. Like I is good. Uh, when I heard it hit one billion, I was like, wow, like that's something that's like reserved for like the Marvels and the Spider-Mans. Like the fact that it like Top Gun Maverick has done it is it is very, very well done for um, like a movie just in general that isn't, you know, a yeah. cinematic Marvel Universe movie or anything or a sequel. This is a sequel, but the sequel was like, you know, almost 30 years ago now. So. Yeah it's it's a lot i think it's different considering everything so top gun maverick fantastic well done one billion dollars is something to be proud of i think yeah for sure that is we should uh call ourselves uh like nicknames from that movie <laughs> just like in celebration like somebody maverick. Goose, somebody yeah. Be maverick. <laughs> yeah somebody be ice oh, like you know oh, boy like, ice man didn't age well that's for sure no it did not <laughs> I, no it did I mean, X-Men, yep. it did. Fair, but like, fair. <laughs> so uh, a part of me, all I want to do, like, did you guys watch the boys? Herogasm? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. I was wondering how we were going to be able to talk. About I, I don't I don't think we can, honest. like, yeah, uh, to be completely can. honest. It, it was but great, like, th that's all I wanted to say is just like, <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, <laughs> I that is. I know in the past we've gone like episode by episode, you know, like me and you, Barry, when we were talking about different stuff. But I think at this point, like it, it almost makes sense to just take a, a season as a whole when it finishes and then go over it. That's what um, I think so, too. Yeah. But yeah, that episode yeah. was. Phenomenal. So cool. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was. So and then we have uh, like so the big. Cool. So the big finale, the one we can yeah. talk about is Obi-Wan. Yep. Uh, with Obi -Wan. overall i feel like you know we've had a lot leading up to this final episode here in episode six uh very i'm i'm happy with the ending and what they did with it we got a really cool lightsaber battle with that i think was more technical than like any of the other lightsaber battles like obi-wan is doing like strange stuff with his lightsaber like it's not like episode three where they're like whooshing and not hitting each other whooshing like that, yeah it's <laughs> yeah yeah that's the, it's the only yep. way to describe it when they're just yep. kind of like showing a bunch of flair and not doing anything um this i think was the most technical and i think probably the most impressive lightsaber fight we've had to date um and that's like right behind the last jedi for me like that end scene last jedi man who that was yeah that was a good that was a good scene yeah but overall i liked it I know people hate I know there's a ton of people that hate Obi-Wan, but 
I enjoyed it for the fact that I got to see Ewan McGregor and Hayden and like, you don't get to see a lot of Hayden Christensen, but uh, you get to see some of him and I'm happy about that. You know, those two and those three movies are like my childhood Star Wars in a way. And I'll always have good memories of those movies. It's just nice to see these two reprise those roles and uh, become those characters again. It was worth it. Yeah. um, I think it, it lends to adding credibility to the prequels now, right? Like, I think that end scene for me, again, I have a, a very soft spot for the prequels. They were such a big part of, you know, childhood and, and even into like high school years for me going to see all those. Um, yeah, that end scene, that battle, and specifically when the battle's over is like heartbreaking. Um, but that's what you want. And I just thought it was a extremely well done series again like you said a lot of people seem like they don't like it i think it was very well done um it was written very well tying in the prequels and also into the originals you get to obviously the originals had none of this in mind when george lucas originally made this stuff but tying into like there's you can dive so far into being like oh now it makes sense when in a new hope when uh, darth vader meets obi-wan and obi-wan doesn't really fight back and just kind of sacrifices himself. It all makes sense. Now they did a a good job of tying it together. The only thing speaking of like Hayden and the fact that he's getting the recognition, I think that he's always deserved because he got so much hate for the prequels. It's nice. It's nice to see him getting the recognition for putting out a killer performance as Anakin and Darth Vader. There's only one thing I need from the prequels um, somewhere down the line that they can make better for me. And that is to do something. And I, I am serious. Like they need to do something with Jar Jar Binks specifically for the fact that Ahmad best, right? The guy who did the, the motion capture and voice for Jar Jar Binks also got so much hate for that character. And I don't yeah. think he ever deserved it. So if they could find a way to bring him back as well, somewhere, I think he deserves it because he put his soul into Jar Jar Binks and he just continuously gets hated on for that character. And it's not his fault. It's he the does. way it was written. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's the only person I need to yeah. be fixed. Redeemed. Yeah. He needs to be redeemed because I, I still to this day feel so bad for him. Um, I like Jar Jar Binks. He was a comedy character. What more do you, you know, what did you want him to do with that character? With the way George Lucas wrote it. Um, but yeah, Obi-Wan, man. Yeah. No. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Isn't uh, you're good. So, so you just reminded me of something, isn't because like Jar Jar Binks, I'm pretty sure is like one of the yep. most hated characters in cinema in yeah. general, mm-hmm. like just in like like overall cinema. Well, and I think a lot of it so, has to do with the fact like that, that's a very interesting. I was gonna thing. say, I just think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people think it was like stupid to yeah. like have him in yeah. and make him such like a critic. Like he was a critical role in, in episode one. And I think it was fine in episode one with what he did. Like he's kind of like the clumsy, Oh, I made a good mistake sort of thing. And, (laughs) uh, I, I, I do agree. I I agree with, (laughs) I agree with Craig in that. Like, I wish he would be redeemed. Like in the clone wars, he's not terrible, Yeah, Mm -hmm. but, um, it, it it would just be nice that, you know, we got Ewan and Hayden redeemed. I just yeah. don't know what they like. People have such a hatred for Jar Jar that I don't know if 
if anything he would do, even if it was like this fantastic series that somehow redeemed him. Uh, like you... people would end up like, oh, man, like, yeah, Jar Jar is now totally justified. Can you imagine if they found a way yeah. to do a series based on Jar Jar? Like before he met Obi Wan oh and, and Qui Gon, like people, there'd be so much hate for that. But yeah, I would be yeah. all about it. I would be there would day be. one to watch that. <laughs> it has the potential can to they, be like funny. Can they do? Can yeah. they do like? Can they do like? Can they do like a young Jar Jar? But like they have like him have like a Morgan Freeman s oh voice God. until something happens in his life that changes his voice to current yeah. Jar Jar. Like, yeah. Just like, could he have like a smooth? I don't, I'm sorry. Or what? I mean, even uh, if they could find not necessarily Jar Jar, but if they could find a way to bring Ahmad Best into the Star Wars universe again as a different character, where he could not do like a CGI character, but him himself, like let him be in a Star Wars role somehow, I think that would be fair too, right? To be like, yeah, you know, this he is so. a good actor. Yeah. He did what was asked of him, and. I mean, I watch those prequels at least once a year, and I don't think the Jar Jar character is terrible. I don't. Mm -hmm. That was way off track. <laughs> That's all right. It happens. Uh, yeah. No, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Do, uh, so what? Like, did you? I. That's all I really watched this week. I'm not sure what you guys watched movie wise. It was all for me. It was the boys, um, which we'll talk about when we're done, and then Obi Wan, and then I'm still watching Miss Marvel. But again, I'm gonna wait till that's done too. Exactly. I agree with that. What about you, Craig? Uh, so the only other thing I watched this week, um, it, I mean, we could talk about it with the boys, but it's that uh, that animated series that's also kind of accompanied, but like not accompanied. Di oh, the, the diabolical. Uh, I think. Yeah, uh, diabolical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I finished finished it in like an hour. Um, we could cluster it all together, but I just love that the boys is making such an impact in the uh, television streaming scenario that they're getting a collection of like a Seth Rogen executive <laughs> yep. produced, but you got like Aisha Taylor and, um, Oh my God, Warhammer, um, Don Cheadle. Yep. You have Don Cheadle and Aisha Taylor <laughs> who, who voices Alana on Archer in one episode. And then like the next episode, you got like Aquafina. That one was um, wild. And then, and then like, it's just, it's, <laughs> That one was wild, yep. and I love the twelve-minute segments. I love like the first episode was very Looney, Looney Tooney mm -hmm. um, for me. Um, that type of animation, like they have different animations going, um, and it's like, what if I got together with a bunch of like comedic um, friends and writers and such like that, and I and I said like, what would be funny? But like it can't be an episode of the boys because the boys is following a specific storyline. But like, what if we had like a 15 minute yep. thing where we like fig like try to like make it real funny really quickly? So like that's what I watch. I mean, it, you could easily watch it at like yeah. an hour, but um, it is it is a, a fantastic animated series. And I've been on kind of like an animated kick. So like it definitely suited like what I've been looking for. Careful, you're, you're getting very so. close to that corner, but Craig. Don't go into that corner. Barry lives there Don't. in Barry's corner. Oh, no, what corner, what no, corner stay is that, away. Craig? It's dark and scary. Don't go down there. Uh, like the it's thing for Diabolical scary. for me is that Diabolical, like it's kind of like a haze now almost because yeah. I've seen so much like stuff. But I remember like the Aisha Taylor, the Aquafina episode. Like I remember pretty vividly as you mentioned. That was the, poop the first one. episode. Yeah, the poop one. The, yep. Those. That was the poop <laughs> one. They're, 
there are some good episodes in there. Like the only thing like, like about the Diabolicals is there are definitely other ones like the whole like Misfits episode. I'm starting to remember now yep. with like getting kicked mm-hmm. out by your parents. Like that one was really funny. <laughs> see, uh, see, that I didn't resonate so with that one as well. Um, like there are definitely not as good ones just because like they're 15 minutes. They all have their own separate direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to kind of feel for a character and understand a character and want to get the jokes or everything all within 15 minutes, which is a little bit harder to do than trying to do something in an hour or 30 minutes as well. So, you know, overall, yeah, Diabolical exactly. was pretty good. It's just a matter of, and it's the same thing with Star Wars Visions, is there are some really good episodes and there's some, you know, ones that don't hit or resonate very well. And that's because you don't have the same characters going from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way. That's I true. thought it was hit I or mean, miss, um, for sure. Yeah. The, like, the, the, overall, they're enjoyable. There's definitely some that you're going to like more than others. I mean, like that one with the Misfits. Are you a Rick and Morty fan? Mm, uh, I've never watched Rick and Morty. I'm pretty sure that that. Okay, so that one was done specifically by Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, it was written by the dude who writes Rick and Morty. So like that one, I mean, I'm pretty sure I heard either Morty's voice or a variation in one of the characters. So like there's a mixed bag for everybody. Like some people don't like Archer. If you don't like Archer, you don't even know who Alana sounds like. And Alana essentially was in that episode with in that specific one with Don yeah. Cheadle. So like it's a, it's a nice bag, though, of like different people doing different things. Like one one episode was written by um, Alana Glazer. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know her stand-up, then, then you haven't seen, um, oh my god, what's the one she does with Abby? It's the, oh, there's that, there's that show that she's in, and it's escaping me right now. And, um, and I've literally seen every episode, <laughs> so it's blowing my mind. But um, in any case, like, she's got a specific, like, comedic style um, with her as well. And it's, it's a nice mixed bag of different uh minds working on it so like i like it it's also nice to just kind of watch while you're waiting for the boys yep. to come out yeah you know with every episode i mean that's every, what we did because you know. we had talked so. about it earlier when it first came out that was like a good in between waiting for the new season to start i was like oh i can watch diabolical and that'll kind of tie me over on my my boys fix i need to hear that splatter noise every so often <laughs> yeah exactly mm. yeah yeah but uh Okay, that'll be it for the podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all the support we've been getting. And if you feel so inclined, please share it with your friends and please review it uh, on your preferred listening platform of choice. We hope you like the new logo as well. If you're interested in emailing us or giving us questions or anything like that, we have an email at highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure that you... YouTube... Please make sure that you subscribe and like the video. Make sure you share it with your friends or share it on your media profile if you feel so inclined. Uh, But yeah, uh, from all of us, uh, you know, Craig's been a big addition. We really appreciate him joining on here. And uh, it's been a big help that people have been uh, wanting to listen and have been liking all the new changes we're making. Uh, Just stick for it, because as we mentioned, season three, it's kind of like a building season for me where I am. I'm getting into my editing grind and getting better at getting better at editing. So hopefully it makes the videos a little bit more enjoyable and a lot less technically difficult. So, you know, appreciate all the patience that we've had. And so thank you. And we'll see you guys next time. See you later.
Bye, guys.